0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob
0: Shurniman alongside Pete Robertson. Hello! I love our new shirts that we have today. Pete, I love the new shirts too. Yeah. Thank you for getting these for us. We're up in class. Up in class. Yeah, we have polo shirts with embroidered now. You, you know f- what? They're great conversation starters, Pete. They <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this before <laughs> the pre show. <laughs> we were saying now, like, we just walk around and people are like, What's Riot Podcast? Well, we'll tell you. I am so glad you asked. You know what I love about these is no. that it has riotpodcast.co. So it actually has our website on there.
1: You know, people yeah. are going to think you just missed the M. That's what <laughs>
0: But that's not true. That is our actual
1: website, yeah. riotpodcast.co.
0: We've been trying to buy riotpodcast.com for some time. Yeah, so
1: if you own it, come on, give it up. You're and not really using we've it. We've
0: made offers. We've given you lo- hundreds of dollars or offered you a lot of money. <laughs> we 500- had tens and tens of views. <laughs> 500 was <laughs> the that most commercial. that we've... We've offered 500 was the most that we've offered for yeah. it. And they and said no. They haven't responded. They're not even using it. I don't think they even, maybe no. it'll expire soon and we can get it. I don't know. I mean, I kept looking to see when it expires, but they haven't done it. I'll trade them. Yeah. What am I? You are, any you are any one of our listeners, if you have more than $500 and you're willing to offer <laughs> these people, maybe Stop. they'll give it and then transfer Stop. it over to us because we would love to use it. I have watched stuff. the riot. Yeah. you could use. You could use that one. No, no there's no, nothing I've, wrong. Our website's fine. No, it's I fun. love it. I just but think... I would like to have
1: the other one as well. Yeah, that would be we nice. can
0: have.com. .com. Have both of them. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody just looked, they would have it.
1: But... That would be cool. So if you're the owner of riotpodcast.com, we would love to talk to you.
0: I'm sure they know about us because, I mean, like I said, I've reached out multiple times, more than three, four times. They've
1: got to get people to go to their website by accident. All the time. Like trying well, to find us and they'll go there.
0: Well, there's nothing on there.
1: Oh, it's just dead. Yeah. It's dead space.
0: Yeah. They're Aww. just, they're renting it. Give it up, man monetize that bad boy yeah we can use it yeah we'll pay well, you for it
1: we want the we want the yeah, address
0: yeah but we don't make any money we now. don't
1: want it that no <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not why we do this no we know we all right so what's new um, so oh yeah you we were talking about in a pre-show about you, uh, you pray in every Thursday, you get a bunch of guys yeah. that get together and you pray. And so yeah, well, we, so have, we have some
1: guys it. in the, in the, in the community that meet every Thursday morning for breakfast. It's funny. The restaurant opens at seven, we get there at six 30, but we have this, the same server every week. She comes out and we always, we ask her the same question every week. How can we pray for you? And uh, so that's really cool. But she, she takes great care of us. She kind of like knows our drink orders now and we'll bring the, you know, the, the guys that want coffee and coffee, but so, but what's been happening the last few weeks or at least over the summer, Pete, it's been really, really cool. We've had, Uh, numerous people come up to us and just like, after we're praying, they'll come up to us and say, will you pray with me? Or would you, you know, would you help me? Would you pray for this? Or, and then, you know, we'll just pray with them on the, on the spot. But we've had people that, uh, guys that are, their marriages are struggling. We've had guys where they're having issues with their kids. Um, Other ones just, you know, they just need, just need help. I I don't know. It's just, it's just so cool. It's like, it's contagious. So we're yeah. sitting there in a public restaurant. Yeah. Usually we sit out front. They have some seat outside seating and uh, people just come up to us. And, you know, like I said, it's contagious. They see us praying and they want, they want to be a part of it. Or, you know, they know that, Hey, there's power there. You know, they yeah, kind of get out of their own comfort zone to ask for help. It's really cool.
0: And I mean, truthfully, you can be meeting in your home to be praying and so forth, yep. but to be in public and to, you know, eat together and fellowship together. It's not that you're saying, Hey, look at us. We're trying to pray, but it's no, it's, it's, there's enough innocence in it that you're not trying to force anybody to do anything with you. You're just like, Hey, we're just praying in public. We're going to be praying for this restaurant or wherever you're at. We're praying for our community. We're praying for our church that the spirit of God then now can work. And allowing people to be able to see that you're a light and that you're just making a difference. And then people naturally, if God's moving in their heart, are going to say something. Yeah. And that's kind of what you experience. Yeah. And, and this may sound weird, but it's like, while we're
1: praying, I can kind of, I like can sense what's going on around me. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but there's been times when I'm like, I, I know it's making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes then you'll hear like noises and people will, you know, just like, just like, Deliberate dis- distractions mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, three weeks ago, I just had this totally different sense. It was like there was somebody like connecting in with us. Mm-hmm. And it was just the weirdest feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's when the, this guy gets up after we're done praying. He's like, would you Would you pray for me? I'm having this issue with my mm-hmm. with my son. And uh, would you really just need some help? We need some prayer with it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was weird because I, I could already feel it before he even mm-hmm. came up. I don't know how to explain it any mm-hmm. other way, but it was just... Really, really, you know, it's just—it's the Holy Spirit. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. Um, Yeah, they're already feeling a connection with this guy because I could sense there was somebody sitting off to my right, and then afterwards he got up and came over and talked to us. It was just really cool.
0: I think it's—it's—and again, it's we have, you know, there's comfort in going with a team of guys too or people, just not guys, but in general. I mean, to pray out loud or to go do something. And I, and I think from as Christians, we can make that a conscientious effort to say, Hey friend, you know, let's go, let's just go pray. Let's just pray for our community. They're selfless, you know, or, you know, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a leader of a church. You don't have to be any of that. You just have a heart to want to be intercessory prayers for people and to be out in public and to just start praying for them. I mean, you're not hurting anybody, you know, and we're going to talk about that today in the show, creating God moments, but It's, you know, you're doing it in an innocent way, but it's a way that like you were just saying, the spirit of God can now move. You know, one of the things I used to do a lot, I haven't done it in like at least a year. My everything has changed, but I used to just read my Bible in public all the time. So I would go to um, like any coffee shop or anywhere and just open up my Bible and I would just study there. So instead of studying in my office, I would actually open up and I would have my computer and I would actually study and in public and all the time people. So people felt comfortable and they said, well, you're a Christian. You know, that's what they've always said. Or what are you, what are you studying? What are you doing? And I would just, I would respond whatever their question was. And I can't tell you, I would say at least half the people would grab a seat and sit down and talk to me. Wow. Um, I, you know, I maybe once or twice, I would get somebody that's fully engaged that are wanting to know more most of the time they're just inquired. They're just interested or what are you doing? You know, what's going on, you know? And so, um, but again, I'm doing it in a way that's non-threatening and I have a smile on my face and, and, and I'm inviting. And, uh, and so the reason why I do that in public, or I've done that in the public in the past is just, I don't know, like you just said, Bob, there's, you, there's a sense of energy there. It's different it's different. Um, but a lot of times I need silence when I'm studying. Mm. So my wife knows that very well. So sometimes when I'm, when I'm really deep in thought, I lose my train of thought quickly with the distractions. but maybe that's maybe why I've changed a little bit of that. But anyway, or have you ever been on a plane and just open a Bravo and read? Um, I've done that a number of times, you know, it feels awkward. I mean, I'm not just, I'm not saying it doesn't, it feels awkward. Um, but, I've done it, but you know, Pete.
1: It used to be awkward for me to even pray with my family in a restaurant. You know, I just, I just felt weird. I just like I would, and sometimes wouldn't even do it. So, but the more you do it, you you become, I think, more comfortable. Maybe not comfortable, more <laughs> confident. I think it's probably. I,
0: I love what you do when you pray, though. You you hold hands, and so my family, we've never done that. The way I was raised was we didn't hold hands when we prayed in public or we did that. And so that has been our habit forever. But one of the things that you do that I love is that you guys hold hands yeah, um, when you're praying. I love that. Yeah,
1: we've always done that since, no, I, since Sammy was a little tiny it. baby. Yeah. Love it and then we clap afterwards yeah then she does that (laughs) because she did that since i don't know she was uh, literally a baby in a high chair she would clap after we prayed
0: yeah she's like amen yahoo yeah that's right all right let's get going let's eat Uh, yeah she's excited
1: so cool cool. what a blessing
0: all right well today we're going to be talking about creating god moments it's going to be continuation of uh i think it was episode 90 um and I, this is the response that we got from the two shows that we've already done have been huge. And it's so important for us to do these shows. So we're going to do many more Creating God moment shows. Um, this one's going to be, you know, Conversation Killers, just like we did on episode, I believe, 91. Um, but this one, we'll call it uh, Conversation Killers Duel. Right, two. Number two, part two. <laughs> and uh, we'll just carry on from that show. But Return I mean, of
1: the Jedi, no. That's something
0: else. We, I mean, let me just set the picture, paint the picture here. Jesus did not hang out with people that had it all together. Okay, Jesus went to where the people that did not have it, that were he called sick, that did not know how to figure out life, that were broken, that were hurting, uh, that were the messed up crowd. That's where Jesus went. He went to them. You got to understand Jesus's habits. Jesus got up in the morning early. He prayed. He spent time with the father. And then he went out into the community. And he said that I'm doing what my father's doing. And so he knew that the father was at work in his life. And he was looking for opportunities to be able to just love on people that were rejected by the religious people. And if I were to put up, I mean, let me just set this up. If I were to show a video of me going to, we talked about this in the pre-show, a cigar lounge, okay? And I had whiskey in my hand and I had a cigar and I was sitting in the cigar lounge with two or three other people. And that was the picture that you saw. And I put it up on my Facebook. I would immediately be judged by a lot of my peers, a lot of the Christians, a lot of people, they would be saying, well, what is Pete doing? Why is he hating out in a cigar bar? Why does he why does he have whiskey or is that whiskey or what is he doing? And they would immediately cast judgment on me. Or if I were to go to a, a, gay, a gay pride parade and and be hanging out with the gay pride parade or or whatever, I'm just I'm just throwing things out there or they saw me in a bar. Or they saw me hang out, whatever they would. I would have a large group of people probably that would listen to me or that would see me on Facebook that would judge me. We call those people Pharisees? I would say so, but <laughs> but here's the truth of the matter is you have no idea what my heart is. Right. You're and, just seeing a picture, a free a, a moment in time. And my heart is 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 authentic, and my heart wants to go where the people are. I wanna I wanna be the hands and feet of Jesus. And if that means that I have to get messy and I have to go to places that are not always the best places, then I'm going to have to do that. I need to do that. I need to bring light to those places. I need to go as Jesus went. I need to be obedient in that. And I need to be secure enough in my own walk to not care what other people think.
1: So instead of demanding the lost to come visit you on Sunday morning in church, you're going to go out and share the gospel to the lost where they're at.
0: And, and I think that we're going to talk about this. I mean, we'll get into this show, but we're going to talk about, I, I feel, and I think that this will help people. So like I talked, we've talked with Barry before like us three would go. Right. So Barry has his church and so forth. So he has to be very careful. Sure. But at the same time, it's like. It would it would feel more comfortable if you went as a group. So if you went to play pool down to the the local bar, if you're an alcoholic, don't go to the stinking bar. Use common sense here. That would be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're going to these places to fulfill your flesh, then don't go. The reason why we would ever do something like that, and we're going to talk about it more in this show is because we have a heart for people and we truly want to, we break for people and we truly want to see people find hope. We want them to find life in Jesus. We want them to find rest in him. And, and we know how much God has changed us and we desire to see other people change the same way God has touched our lives. And so we just want to be a light. So we're not going to an agenda. We're going to talk about this. We're not going to go with an agenda. We're not going to go because, hey, we're going to save you. And I'm going to preach the gospel to you. And I'm going to do that. Uh. We're just going to go have fun. We're just going to go have fun. And we're going to have eyes to see and ears to hear. We're going to be available to whatever God is going to do. But we'll never have the opportunity unless we go. Bottom line. And it's hard. So I, it would be hard for me to just go by myself. I'm just saying. But if, if you maybe, went with probably me, Bob, not wise. be a It's probably not wise. Well, maybe either.
1: not. Yeah, because you kind of need, not that you need an accountability <clears throat> partner, but it's good to have somebody there. I agree. That can, that's got your back. I you agree. Confirm, no, he's not there because he wanted to go drinking. He's yep. there to share the gospel. Yep. Or to oh, just open up opportunities and say, God. Man, if there's somebody here that, you know, you want, you want me to share it with, open up that, that opportunity, make that happen. Yeah. So if, if, if a cigar is that platform, so be it.
0: Yeah, I would never go to a cigar lounge. Let me just clarify this and smoke the cigar. I just, that's not my cup of tea, but I've, but I would I've, be, a, that would be a tea. But if anybody that has ever tasted a cigar where they put that dip in there and they tasted it, it tastes good. I don't know what you're talking. You keep saying that. Well, dip, get, but... We're going to try it sometime. <laughs> it's good.
1: Is it like a French onion dip? What kind I, of dip no, are they there's a little
0: dip they put in. It's like a nice flavor. It depends on what flavor you pick. Um, Anyway, so that's fun. And just hang out. Anyway, let's start the show. Uh, I'll open us in prayer. Or no, you open us yeah, in let prayer me also, and then yeah. we'll get going. Yeah, I'm right.
1: Heavenly Father, we uh, we just love you. We thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to just do this podcast. Thank you that uh, we get to talk about you and just have a good time doing it, Lord. And that's really, man, that's what we're trying to share with our listeners today is there's there's opportunities all around us to create this God space and uh, just a safe, kind of a safe zone where people can can ask questions and, and uh, you can be lifted up. Uh, Father, everything we do, we just want you to be glorified. And um, as we're giving these examples and talking through these uh, these possibilities, Lord, we just man, we just want to open up our eyes and ears to to see people the way that you see them, Lord. So I, I just pray that uh, this podcast just reaches people today that talks to them in in, in the place right where they're at. Father, that uh, they would take something away from here, uh, maybe an acknowledgement or uh, just something that uh, the Holy Spirit would have them do in their in their daily walks, Father, whether it be at their workplace or uh, their school or you know, their place of activities or the recreation, whatever they do, Lord, that they would use all of it as a platform to share who you are. So father, we give you the show now, bless our listeners in Jesus
0: name. Amen. <clears throat> on our opening statement, let me, let me just read this Bob, because I'm going to skip a lot of that first okay. part. If you haven't listened to their last creating God moments, so go back to that. I mean, I'm you, you will be blessed with those shows, but this week, what we're going to do is we're going to continue that discussion on conversation killers But in order for us to meet people where they are so they can come to know Jesus as we do, we must be willing, as we've been talking about, to lay down our lives for them while honoring them above ourselves. To do this, we must love them with the same love as Jesus loves us. Hmm. So what we were talking about at the beginning of the show is is we're not going to go into these places to fulfill our flesh and say we're doing it in the name of Jesus. We're sacrificing our ourself in the name of Jesus so that we can elevate and love other people, not to fulfill anything for ourselves, but to sacrifice as Jesus did. I came to lay down my life for the loss, not for the well. So um, let's just read a couple of those verses. Bob, did you want to do that? Yeah, we'll get into it.
1: So John 15 uh, (laughs) verses 12 and 13 says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. This is Jesus speaking. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends.
0: Yeah. So I always ask myself, so where did Jesus meet you when he first loved you? And and I, and most likely you were in a place that you were, should not have been, you were in a head place that you should not have been. You might've been in a physical place that you should have not have been. You were in a state of mind or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. There was something in your life that was not right. And Jesus came to you. Jesus showed up. So he says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Well, Jesus sacrificed for you. He came to you. He loved you. Greater love than there is no greater love that has than this to lay down one's life for a friend. So Jesus says, I am going to lay down my life so that you can have life. And that's taking that's asking a lot. And that's what God is asking us to do. All right, let's do the it's next the ultimate,
1: right? It's the yeah. ultimate sacrifice. Romans 12, 9, and 10 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another, above yourself.
0: And I, and I think that's where we're going to get to today in this show is the sincere part, is authentic. And, and we want to be authentic. And we want yeah. to be real. We don't want to be these fake Christians and whatever. And we don't want to just act like we have it all together. That's not real. We want to be sincere. And so our first conversation killer is having, is having an agenda in mind before we actually love them. So Let's kind of talk about that. We don't want to have an agenda. Let's just clarify that. Um, We want to just go freely and see what God is going to do, but let's go ahead and do statement. All right. God moment conversations cannot take a natural course. If we are directing
1: the agenda nine out of 10 times, if we are leading with an agenda in our minds, it will ultimately lead to an awkward moment. Instead, we should ask the person honestly about their kids, find out about their dreams, find out uh, anything about them and let the spirit lead the conversation. Then conversations will lead to spiritual things naturally. If God is opening up the opportunity. I, I, I remember talking about, I was in, uh, I was in Vegas and I saw, I witnessed something and I came back and shared it with you. Remember what, remember what that was, uh-uh. the, the, your story, my story, mm-hmm. his story. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was amazing. And that's what I think about when I, when I read this is man, just people like to talk about themselves. It's a natural thing to do. And when you ask people questions like this about the, you know, their family or their kids or their dreams, it's like the defense walls come down right? Because they're comfortable, they're comfortable talking about themselves and it just helps just open it up. And then naturally, most people, not always, but some people will never stop talking and that you, everybody's met those people. Right. But most of the time after they've shared their story, it's just, it's reciprocal. They're going to want to know about your story. And then that gives you a chance to kind of tell a little bit about your story But while you're doing that, it gives you the chance to also tie in God's story and how how God affected you. So it's not, you know, turn and burn and you know all this kind of stuff. It's just natural. You're just telling your story and the difference that God has made in your life. And it just opens up the door in a whole new way. And now their barriers are down.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's different levels. So there's the lady, the grocery store lady. Okay. So you're talking to her. And your agenda has nothing to do with, I want to see if this lady gets saved. Your agenda is to speak life into her. Your agenda is to be a friend with her. You don't really have a lot of time to really do anything else. Um, But if God opened up the opportunity and all of a sudden you asked a question based off of something that she said in a natural way that you're able to minister, then fine. But that wasn't your agenda. Your agenda was just to love. Your agenda was just to be there. Or if you're at a coffee shop, just like what we talked about, and you're naturally just doing, going about your business or whatever that is, and God gave you the opportunity to have a little bit more of a discussion, who knows where God might lead that thing? Maybe maybe say, hey, I'd like to meet with you and coffee again you know, in two weeks or something like that. You didn't have to talk about Jesus. If God opened the door, then fine. But if he didn't, you were still being available and carrying that person's burden. You were still speaking life into them. You were still caring about them in such a way That it it was natural. So maybe one coffee shop turns into two or three or four or five. And then all of a sudden, as you were just saying, Bob, we're learning about their story is what we're doing. We're gathering information and they're asking us questions laterally. And then slowly over time, that person is coming to know who Jesus is naturally. But if we don't put ourselves in that position for that opportunity to happen, then there's nothing there, but it's not that we're going with the agenda. We're going with the mindset. We're going to talk about this, about ulterior motives versus motives. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but going into that. But anyways, I just mentioned like Galatians 6 2, carry each other's burdens in this way. You will fulfill the law of Christ. So one of our discussion things I talked about was that this kind of goes against what we've been taught in the past. So I think I see too often Christians being awkward. They're just, they have an agenda. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Or have you given your life to Jesus? Repent of your sins, you sinner, you know, and all these things. And I'm just like, Holy cow. Does it work? No, dude. it's, I mean, maybe who knows God can God's sovereign. He can use anything, yeah. you know? So it's not saying he's not, but you definitely look weird. I mean, just plain simple. you just you. And, and a lot of times I see Christians like, like mean or angry, it's like they're angry at the world. They're so, oh, they're so mad. There's nothing worse than an angry Christian. Yeah, they're so mad. And they're talking in angry language. And, and I always, I, and I ask this too. And I, I mean, there's a lot of Christians that might be listening to us. I said, where's your joy? And, and, oh, I have so many problems in my life and I'm so burdened And all this. I said, but where, is there any joy? Because a, a, a Christian should be joyful. And the reason why we're joyful is because God carries all the weight. He does all the work. And if we have a relationship with this Jesus, we have joy. And so that joy should be demonstrated out in public. And, and we should be like, hey, I want to spread joy to the world. I want to I want to love people. I want to show light to people. And I'm not going to go with my agenda, but I'm going to go saying, hey, I'm just going to be what God wants me to be and love people. I'm going to be available. And, and if you're spending time with God and you have intimacy with him, you're gonna see things that God is doing.
1: You just said a key word. You got to be available. And I think too many times in my life, I'm so self-absorbed. I'm, I'm thinking about my own issues and my problems. Or you were talking about the grocery store. Just you know, I've, I got I got to get this, and I got a list. Literally, have a list. I've got to fill this out, and my eyes are closed to what's going on around me. But I can tell you, when you were telling that story, it brought back. I had forgotten about this a few years back maybe it's only been a couple of years, I was in the grocery store and I was in the right frame of mind. I was actually looking at other people. I wasn't self-absorbed. And I could, I saw this young mother with a baby and like in the shopping cart and she was struggling. She was just really struggling. And I, I just went up and asked her, are you okay? And she broke down in tears, just broke down. And um, so she starts telling me all these things and she doesn't, you know, just all these things that she's going through. And in the middle of the store, I'm just like, "Can I can I pray with you? And it was just so, I don't, it wasn't me because I'm usually the guy, I I got the list. I got to get in, get out, my shopping. I like to be in and out of the store in five minutes. But for some reason, too. yeah, I mean, and that's, and I think most of us are that way. And it's not just the store we live our lives. The guys are like that, girls not as much. If it's, if it's, if we have a 20 minute drive to work, we leave 19 minutes before we're supposed to be there. You know, we, we have zero margin and we've got to start creating some, some margin to give God some space to 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 do these things to work these miracles, and we've got to open it up. But if we're self absorbed and only looking at our own stuff, we're gonna just we're gonna
0: miss them. Before you leave your house, always pray and seek God and say, God, I pray for opportunities to be able to see things the way that you see them, mm-hmm. and that I have a heart to love people the way you love them. And 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 I promise you, if that is truly your heart, that God will bring opportunities. You just have to be sensitive and available to whatever he's going to do. And that's, that's the testimony of Jesus. Jesus taught us that so well. Yeah. I mean, if you study the gospels, you're going to see Jesus being available to the father. I only do what I see the father does. The father is doing what I want to do. Whatever the father's doing, I'm doing whatever the father has already said or done. I am doing, <laughs> I'm learning what the father does. And that's what he's saying to us. Do what the father's doing. That's it. All right, let's go on the oh, next good. one. All right, spiritual conversation. Without an agenda. Without an agenda. Don't don't go in expecting, I'm going to save five people. That's uh, not the thing. I'm going to love five people. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm going to just go and be available, whatever that is, and let it happen naturally. So we just got to clarify that with what we're That's saying. Good. All right,
1: All right. number two, spiritual conversation should be our ultimate motive, not our ul- ulterior motive. That's that good. Let me say that again. Yeah. Spiritual conversation should be our ultimate ultimate motive, not our ulterior motive. Whew, we live in a world full of ulterior motives. Yes. If we approach our conversations without any agenda and God is opening up opportunities, naturally, people will warmly embrace us. If we approach our conversations with an ulterior motive, we will then create an awkward experience and will most likely kill most future conversations people might have with them our ultimate motive is to serve them period without trying to convert
0: them i i this is very hopefully we're getting this across i the christian faith i think in the past is we had our there our, we're going to go and we're going to witness i mean that's what we win we're going to go and we're going to share our faith and we're going to go do that and that's I was taught that. And that's what I did. I mean, I can tell you how many times I went down to Hollywood and vine in in LA and we would witness right down there. I had a motive. My, I had an ultimate motive and our ulterior motive and my ulterior motive was I'm going to save as many people. I'm going to talk to many people that I possibly can. I'm not leaving until 10 people get saved. (laughs) You know, and not only did I feel awkward, it looked awkward And, and the people felt awkward And the body of Christ has been doing that for a long time. And guess what? We're awkward and we're very weird. And and that wasn't how Jesus acted. What Jesus did is he saw, like you just said, a woman with a child in need and offered help. That's what he did. He saw somebody that was hurting on the side of the road with a flat tire, and he got out and he changed their tire. That's not awkward. No, it's not. It's natural. Yep. Yep. And we were taught something so differently for so long. And I'm telling you, church, the problem with the church is not one, they're either awkward or two, they just don't do anything. They're not the hands and feet of God. I mean, it's a small few. If all of us would just go and love people with no agenda and look for opportunities that is natural to spread the love of Christ, the doors would be opening up everywhere for Mm -hmm. us to be able to share God's love with them. And it would be in such an effortless way. It would be natural. Listen, whatever knowledge you know of the Bible, God would put you in a place that you can answer their questions or whatever else that comes your way.
1: Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's biggest fear. They're like, I, "I, don't, I'm, I don't know how to answer. I don't know how to answer. Like, stop worrying about it. That's not your job.
0: We have a good God. <laughs> That knows ex- knows you deeply. We study that in John 10. He knows you by name. He knows everything about you. He knows what you can handle and what you can't handle. And that good God will never put you in a position that you can't handle. Amen.
1: James 2. Uh, I, I love this. It says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of them says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about the physical need. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action is dead. So you always get that argument. It's like, Oh, what? So your faith is your, your salvation is his workspace. No, no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you have a real relationship, the deep, the, the works come automatically. It's, it's a natural, natural and, response to and it. And so,
0: and again, it goes back what this verse is basically saying. And what I see is uh, Jesus was all about meeting needs. Jesus was all about being to somebody what they needed in that moment. And so, for the tax collector, he was the guy that gave him truth to all the, you know, and the tax collectors were smart. So, he was probably talking to them in an intellectual way and answering all the questions that he had about whatever. He was there to met this need. You know, the fisherman, he spoke fisherman language. You know, you're not going to have to fish, you know, fish anymore. You're going to fish men, whatever it was, Jesus knew what they needed. And he spoke it. He just became, as Paul said, all things to all people Mm. so that one might become saved. And so he just adjusted, but he was there to meet a need. And it wasn't with like, Hey, let me, whatever. He was like, I want to love you. And it's like, that's supernatural all in itself. And he's like, I want to care for you. And they're like, well, why do you want to care for me? I want to open the door for you. I want to to go out of my way to help you. And they're like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Well, it's not that anything's wrong with me. I just have a God in heaven that loves me so much that I just want to love other people the same way that he loves me. And that's just, this is what I've experienced from my father. And so I just want to follow. I just want to do the same thing that he's taught me. Hmm. And so it's, it's, that is a natural response to people that ask you, are you insane? (laughs) and and you're like, no, I'm not insane. I just actually love people. And the reason why I love people is because God has loved me so much that how could I not love you? When I was wicked and gross and whatever, he came into my life and he's changed me. And and so you see what I'm doing is that's natural that what I just had that conversation when someone asked me that, that's a natural thing to say. I'm not trying to preach to them. I'm just sharing my story based off of their question. And it was just, that's what happens naturally. So when you're meeting a need, you're loving the people. You're not weird. It's not awkward. You're just doing the things that are naturally loving and caring for people. I don't, I don't care who you are. You're going to respond some way, somehow. And it might lead to them knowing Jesus and it might not. And it doesn't matter. No. What matters is you are just light to darkness, period.
1: And you, you might just be tilling the soil for the next person.
0: That's it. You You never know. God might have a might have like 15 people lined up. He's he's, boom, 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 boom. At the end of 15, they're like, okay, guys. I I give. give. (laughs) Exactly right. You don't know where you are in that. That 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 is so true. Yeah. Man, that's so good, Bob. Stop being results oriented, right? I needed that. that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. That was a good word, Bob. All
1: right. Statement three. How long does it take a person to seize a conversation and dominate it with their worldview? Oh my. 4.6. 4.6. Especially seconds. in today's
0: <laughs> climate. Good Lord.
1: Many ministries have taught their people to treat questions as smoke screens. Each question is, is deflected so that the Christian worker can get back to
0: his or her agenda. Oh, Lord. Stop. Yeah. So like, you know, so they're talking about something. Oh, yeah, I believe that. But, you know, God is da, 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 da. And then they were going to the, yeah, but I mean, oh, God just does this. And Jesus has spoken to me. And it was like, dude, you have no flipping conversation with the person. <laughs> it's hot out today. Yeah. Or, you know God, how God, hot is yeah. or how hot it
1: is? Like, I can't oh, even say it right.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I was around people like that at one point. I was like, dude, Mercy. stop, stop it. it. Have a conversation oh. with the person. Actually talk to them. Get to know them. Relationships are tough though, Pete. I call it old school evangelism. I'm telling you, I listen to some people. says, listen, you're not building a relationship. You're just trying to, you have agenda. You just, you're speaking it and you're just weird. I, I mean, I'd tell them straight up. You're weird, dude. I, I mean, not in a good way.
1: Yeah. You're like weird. There's awkward. good, weird and bad, weirder or weird. But, is word or even a word? It's weird. Anyway, let's it, get back to Paul. You know what Paul said in Philippians 2? No, He said. said, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Yes. Rather, in humility, what a great word. Humility. You know what humility means? Yes. Not thinking of less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less often. Amen. Something like that. Rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others.
0: Okay. So when you're having a conversation about politics with somebody, okay, listen to what they're saying, ask them questions of what they believe, hear their questions, listen and respond according to their question. No agenda. Yep. Stop no trying agenda. To win. Don't do it. Yeah. I promise you, the Holy Spirit, if that person is prepared to receive the word of God, the Holy Spirit is going to work some way, somehow naturally within that conversation. And it's going to lead to because what you're doing is what Paul just said. You're doing, you're talking to them in humility and you're valuing them above yourself. You're elevating them. You're listening to them. You care about what they're saying. You know, and if they ask you questions and you're sharing in a, a good way, that's representing what the question is without making, you know, I'm, this is why, this is the reason why I, I'm confused because I just thought of a, a statement. Okay. Person is talking about um, a, poli- a policy that they fully believe in. Okay. I don't believe in it. Okay. They ask me, well, what do you believe? Well, how do I respond without causing division at that very moment? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I am thinking, okay, well, I could see your point And I understand that I just, I could see, well, what about this other side? And then I would give the other point. And I said, how do we, how do we work together to make that work? How does both sides, what, you know, I would, you have to think carefully sometimes in your conversations so that it's not causing division. Does that make sense? So my thought is I care about this person enough that I want to continue the conversation, but I want to do it in a way that we can continue the conversation. So that's where you need the Holy Spirit. to help guide you in some of those conversations. But
1: I found a lot of those, a lot of the times you're in those conversations, people, they just want to be heard. You know, a lot of times, they'll get them to articulate what they believe or what they think they believe. And sometimes it's not, they they just, you know, it's maybe it's something they've heard over and over again and getting them to actually articulate it. Sometimes they change their own mind. I don't, well, I don't think you're going to change their mind. I'm not even sure they'll change their mind, but the Holy Spirit certainly can change. Well,
0: you just ask questions for them to continue when they ask you the questions. It's like you almost want to respond in a question, but you want to respond in such a way that it's still elevating them. Yeah, don't attack. You're not attacking them. You're still elevating them. And you're not you're not approaching it in a like I know best. I'm well, my way of politics and my way of understanding is the very best way. And you believe that way. And that's just stupid, but that's not what we want to do. We want to come in a, a humble state of mind. And that really takes relationship with the Lord. Yeah. It really takes us to know him intimately and just in, the love of Christ will come through you naturally. But that's kind of why I got all miscargled no, up because there. If you yeah.
1: challenge somebody's belief, you're, they're automatically going to put up defenses. And it shuts off the conversation.
0: It is. The goal is that we want to get their world view out of them. And if the opportunity arises for them to ask us ours, then we can share a biblical and spiritual feel. So it's, it's the relationship that we're looking for. And they first need to feel valued. They first need to feel that they have worth. Because that's how Jesus makes all of us feel. He makes us all feel like we're only his and there's nobody else. We're just his. He loves us so much. You know, if we were the only person in the world, he would still die. All right, let's move on. All
1: right, in our last conversation, killer show, we talked about why we should not just play home games, but also go to where the people are. Kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yes, we need to go with no agenda, but have fun knowing that God could use us to speak in somebody's life at any moment. Yeah, how exciting is that?
0: It is. I mean, I think I talked about on the last show about you know, going to the bar and playing darts and so forth, but there's we can have fun in a world environment we can still go enjoy things i mean i've i've said this on the show many times i love to go to disney world and it's not that i don't my whole reason for going to disney world is because i want to be in i want to be in a position to pray for people i mean that's why i go i want to be in a position to stand in line and, and speak life to the people that are around me. I, that's what I do. It's not like, I'm going to go witness and I'm going to do this, but you know how many people I pray for every single time I go, it's caught. Con- it's all the time. And the best thing to hear is like, my wife would say, man, I pray for that person. I pray for that person or my kids, my kids do it too. And it just blesses me because they've been, they, they know that that's what one of our responsibilities to do. But at the same time, I put myself in a position to do that so we can have fun. Okay. We can have fun. We don't have to like, oh, I can't believe that I'm here or whatever. But I think that <laughs> we really do need to find opportunities or places where we can go that people are hurting. Yeah. And it's dark. I think the dim light, you know, and, you know, there's probably drugs and scenes. If you have problems with drugs or addicted drugs, don't go to those places. Yeah, don't,
1: Alcohol, don't put yourself in a place don't where you're going to be tempted.
0: Don't. I have no problem with it. I can go hang out with drug addicts. And I think I should. Because you bring Jesus with you. That's it.
1: You're not going yeah. in there in your own power, in your own flesh. Like, like you were talking about going to the bar to play darts. So like you're not going there in your flesh. You're bringing Jesus with you. That's the, that's the difference. Because if you leave Jesus outside, then you're going to start falling into that stuff. You're, then you're no
0: different than the world. When we first moved to Florida, we, the first, we had a person that helped us move in. So we had uh, about six or seven people that we hired to help us move in to our house when we first moved. And one of those gentlemen, the guy that was kind of took over, you know, he was the leader. His name is Kurt. And I just went up to him and I got to know him. He had tattoos. I mean, literally all over his old body. And this guy looked mean and he was mean. He was cussing at the guys and he was pretty mean, authoritative guy. But this, something got to me with him. And I just started talking to him and just getting to know him. And I found out he's hooked on heroin and he had all this stuff. And, but I said, I would love to hang out with you again someday. And he's like, yeah, whatever, you know? (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm serious because I didn't know him. We picked him up off the, you know, at U-Haul or whatever. That's where they were. And I just got him. And um, so I got to meet with him again. And so over time, I even allowed this guy to move in with my family. And my kids were in the house and everything else. We had an extra sped bedroom downstairs and he moved in with us. And I spent and literally had to take him to court tapes. I had to take him to um, rehabilitation stuff. I mean, I, I had to get uh, do a fight regarding his kids. He lost his kids, all these things. And literally spent a whole year just loving on this guy. And the guy gave his life to the Lord. A guy, new guy got baptized and all kinds of things just took place. And he became, you know, just someone that loved the Lord. But that took a long time. But it was because God put it on my heart reach out to him well lo and behold a year after him another guy had a drug addict he's addicted to cocaine and uh someone introduced me to him and so be health i did the same exact thing with him did the same thing so that's what i'm saying god wants us it's is it work yes is it hard times yes is it a lot of effort yes but is it rewarding yes yeah it is and it's at the end of the day it is a blessing. And so we just want to look for opportunities to go where they're at, to love them, and uh, just to be in the light of Christ to them. All right, let's go on.
1: All right, number five. We've heard or overheard many pastors say, including ourselves, that if a person we are talking to wanted time to talk, wait. Wanted to talk to us again. Thank you. They would come find us at church. <laughs> what if the pastor said, well, you can relate to that, right? Yes.
0: How many times have we talked to somebody? I mean, and, and I said, yeah, yeah. Hey, I might go to church or go yeah. and everything like right. it. I'll see you there. You know, invite you to church. You got to That was our agenda. Yeah. And I'm still going to invite people to church. No, But, but, that, but our yeah. agenda was that, that we had the conversation is if you want to meet me again, our first yeah. response was come to church. Yeah. Because what is pastors and what are leaders thinking? They're always thinking, let's get you into church. Yep. That's their agenda. That's all they're thinking about. That's not what we're supposed to do. The agenda is, oh, I was a great talking with you. I would love to meet with you again. Yep. I would love to, hey, if we can hang out again. So you know? nice. And if they ask you, where do you go to church? Now you have the opportunity. <laughs> now you're saying, hey, I go to go church. You want to hang out, but I would still love to meet with you.
1: Yeah, instead of having, like you said, it's back to that agenda thing. What's our goal? Oh, we're trying to get more people in church. No, we are your, so prompt. Your goal is to build a relationship with this person. That's the, that should be the, the goal.
0: The only thing we can think about is building the numbers in the church. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all false shirt. That's why I said we pastors. Yeah, yeah, we're all guilty of that. And that is not what God is wanting us to do. He wants us to first focus on them. Stay there. If the natural opportunity opens up for them to come to church, then we invite them. And it's not because we did it. It's because they did it. Yeah. And it's because the Holy Spirit is working in their life. Good. How do you change that, Bob? It's hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a change. Of, I mean, it's a mindset. It is. But that's what that's what we need to think about people when you're talking to them. Yes, we want them to church. But there's people that would never step foot in church ever because they go to that club and they're like, dude, I don't fit in. I don't speak the language. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. You know, it's like, dude, what do you mean I'm supposed to go? They have no idea. So we need to go where they're at. Get them comfortable. Let that's them so feel neat. like good.
1: I mean, that's what Jesus said to the woman at the well, right? If you want to continue this conversation, meet me at the
0: synagogue. No. <laughs> right. Well, I was talking to, I was talking to my friends. They're in Africa right now. They're doing a doctor's doctor's thing with yeah. in purse. And I was just, I had a conversation with them on Friday And I said, well, how's the churches going? I was like, oh, they never do evangelism here. They don't do like uh, come to Jesus things. And I was like, what? At the end of the message, they don't do that. You know, whatever. No, they never ask people to come to Jesus. And I said, well, did you ask him why or what is that? He goes, yeah. He goes, because they go to the people in their homes and they share Jesus with their homes and they've already given their life in their home. So so when they get to church, they don't have to ask for Jesus (laughs) because they've already done it. And they said they're <laughs> a masters at going to their homes and loving uh-huh. on them and so forth, that they're already believers when they come to church. Wow, that just set the precedence. And so, I'm telling you, we church need to hear this. Acts 2. That's it. We church need to change. Get stop with your agenda inviting people to church, focus on them, love them, get to know their family, share with them, go where they are. And continue to stay there until God naturally opens the door for the next step. Once that takes place, it's going to be so much more rewarding for them that they've never, they would, they're going to come to church freely. They're going to feel welcome. They're going to feel loved. It's so much better than just building a relationship. Oh yeah. Here, come to church. Let me see you there. Right.
1: All right. Let's shift gears a little bit. Right. Um, Christianity today kind of has a negative perception, not kind of, it does have a negative perception. Honestly, we have worked really hard to earn this. They know that we're against, they know what we're against and not what we're for. Man. So guilty of that. Our body language, tone of voice and verbal responses are dead giveaways as to how we respond to them. The truth is we disagree a lot with, uh, with that in the beginning in the world today and the world knows it and they do not care.
0: Yeah. The truth is we disagree a lot with what was happening. So that's the truth. So when we look at the world, Bob and I, we talk about this all the time off air. Okay. We talk about what's going on in the world. Yeah, And between the two of us, we are like, our hearts are breaking. We know God is, his heart is breaking. And so, yes, we are, we know the truth. We know what the very best is because we know the word of God and we desire that for other people. So naturally you and I, when we have conversations like, oh my gosh, we roll our eyes because it's so bad. And we just want to tell them that, hey, don't you know, it's stupid, but I'm not going to go to a person and flat out say, hey, why do you believe that? That's stupid. Yeah. That's not what Jesus did. I mean, to the Pharisees, but they already knew better. I mean, he said, I, what, what, you already know all of this. So you're dumb. I already told you this a thousand times, but to people, he never did that. He went right, he lounged with them. He hung out with them. Who are you, Jesus? Why are you so nice? Why are you serving? You know, look, look at Peter. Here he is, that end of his ministry. He's washing Peter's feet. And Peter's like, dude, no. no. And Jesus <laughs> is like, no, I have to. That's what I came for. I come to wash the people's feet, foul mouth Peter that still <laughs> hasn't figured it out. That was my role. And so, again, what, what were we talking about? The Christian culture today. Is, the negative yes.
1: perception. Yeah.
0: They they look at Christianity and and we have a bad rap. Yeah. And if you want to change that rap, shut your mouth. Love them. So when the world thinks, uh, you know,
1: what a Christian is or what the you know, their perception of what a Christian is, it's typically it's typically negative.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's, I just wrote this, this statement. It says, when we become self-designated spiritual umpires calling balls and strikes on the culture by writing letters to editors, calling in to talk shows, stating, stating, uh, staging boycott of one kind or another, our reactions speak for themselves. And again, and they, and they so they're gonna say, well, should we not boycott? Should we not do that? No, I think, I, I think that we should put more, less emphasis on that and put more emphasis on loving people. I think we should put more emphasis on actually getting to know the person and feel and understand why they believe what they believe and walking through life with them because they're in a lot of pain and hurt obviously and and spend and sacrifice that way versus getting a blowhorn out and sharing it to the masses. I just that's just it it's given us a black eye it's it's we look like idiots and we do, they don't see love. They hear like these guys are just idiots. They don't understand how we feel. And that's right. We don't. I they, a lot of people, say, well, you don't have to understand what I went through, the reason why I had an abortion or you don't understand the reason why I, blah, blah, blah. you have no idea why I feel this way. I've been living. You know, the reason why I'm a Democrat, the reason why I'm a Republican is because I've been and then nobody has no idea why they're coming from. And it's the same thing that we talked about in the minute. They'll immediately judge me because I'm in a bar hanging out with non-Christians. And they're going to, my friends are going to immediately judge me with that picture and say, how can not believe you're doing that? And they have no idea where I'm coming from. They have no idea what my heart is. Yep. They're automatically assuming without getting to know me. So put the blowhorn down and go actually wash their feet and love them in spite of the hate that they might have towards you and just continue to be sacrificial love. I, is that too much? No,
1: no. Let's continue on the topic. Essentially, right. we are sending the culture this message: not only do we not endorse their point of view, which that's often true, we also don't accept you. That's that's the error. Yeah. This lack of acceptance crushes opportunities for spiritual conversation. Then there it is. We're talking about creating God spaces, right? Opening conversations. When you do this, you are shutting that door. They're not. They're going to just clam up.
0: And then where are we at? And all we've done is create an enemy. Yep. So it, let, us, let us clarify this. Acceptance does not mean endorsement. That's right. When we confuse the two, we destroy the very space God wants to work in. So we, I don't accept people getting drunk or doing all these things. It's not that I'm condoning that. But I can still hang out with a drunk and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I could still hang out with a drug addict and, and be around his crowd and his people and or her people or whatever that is, and and still love them and not endorse what they're doing. It's it, it, we please understand that people. And it's like, don't be afraid if you if you're not. Gonna, again, we, we talked about this the beginning of the show. If your flesh is doing it to fulfill your flesh, then don't do it. You, and the reason why we're not doing it is because there's too many people in the church today that are all about filling their flesh. Um, I mean, there's just hypocrisy everywhere. But if you're truly broken before the Lord and you truly want to please him then he wants you to love his people that are hurting and in pain and in order to do that you're going to have to go to where they're at and you're not saying hey I endorse what you're doing but you are saying I love you no matter what you're doing and and that's the key and so we have to understand that that acceptance does not mean endorsement hmm. don't confuse the two but you need to go and so that's kind of where we're at all right any other thoughts on that or no
1: I have so many thoughts yeah. but we don't have that much time yeah I, I will share this one thing I, I think the, the church we're, we're just we're so hypocritical in, in so many ways in this that um, so here's what, here's what came to mind while you were just talking about that I, I've read statistics about um, divorce in the church versus the, the world Same. there's there's no difference. No there's zero difference. So it's like, well, you know, we're talking about, you know, oh, you can't put yourself in that situation. Same thing for porn use. People that use the percentages are no different in the church than they are outside of the church. So, I mean, how hypocritical are we being? We're we're already living in that filth. And and I think maybe that's part of the reason that we're so judgmental.
0: Uh, Let me give a confession. And I want to do this because talking about the hypocrisy and the reason why i want to bring this up. I was on my my, um, Twitter is uh, Pastor Pete 117 or something like that. I think it is. I don't know. My Twitter feed is that. If you want to find me, you can find me. Um, I had a person that uh, they give you links to follow or something. And I didn't notice uh, this person. They had like a, a line in their thing that looked like somebody I wanted to follow, right? I didn't see it. So I went and I clicked on it. And then um, I then went to their page and looked at it, and it was a porn girls or whatever, right? perfect perfect example i did not immediately um erase it i left it in my in my thing and um i would say two hours later the holy spirit really convicted me and he says okay so you just left it in there you know you need to get rid of it and you haven't got rid of it yet but you mean you like didn't unfriend it i didn't or, unfriend it yeah yet. yeah yeah okay was, they tricked me they tricked me and they got me but i did not do it that's how they got me right so my flesh was there, but God said to me right at that very moment, so listen, other people might search and see who your friends are, right? And you're a pastor, you're sitting here. you're Kai as a pastor, how hypocritical would that be? And I thought about that. So, so obviously I went back and I got rid of it right away, but I, but I thought about that in my own life. And, and, and there's so many things that we are tempted to do behind closed doors mm-hmm. that we wouldn't do out in the front. And God's telling us the same thing, just be the same person. Yes. And stop hiding and just be honest and real. You should be what I just did right now, being vulnerable. You should be able to do that freely. You should be able to freely share your authentic truth with people and not have to be fake and put up a mask. I'm I'm imperfect just like everybody else. And I'm not going to try to hide from that, but I am going to tell you that God has set me free. Yeah. And God has changed me from the inside out. And well, there's nothing can
1: take that you away said, you. You said uh, freely twice. And then you said, set me free once. And that's the key. Living that way is freedom. I mean, yes. that is the definition of yeah. freedom. You know, you're not like trying yeah. to remember what you told somebody else and all. It's That's how you become yeah. free. Amen. That's really, really good. Uh, good um boom, 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 boom. i think we're at number nine yeah go ahead how many times have we viewed a person as an opponent who must
0: see from your point of view in other words we want to win right we want to win them over Heated our debates are not necessary and should be avoided but here's the point you're competitive i lost my competitive but i still am a little bit of competitive. you're still a little my wife is really competitive <laughs> and so so is your wife very competitive and so but so i love you honey <laughs> it's natural for us to want to compete with people, right? They come against us. What do we want to do? Boom. We want to hit back. Sure. We want to avoid those. Dallas Willard once said, it's very difficult to be right about something without hurting someone with it. Hmm. And so when you're in a competitive mindset, man, what happens? You just, you, all gloves are off and man, it's a brawl. Well, sometimes Winning becomes a priority. That's it. And, and loving people should be the priority, and, not winning. And that is, I think that's the reason why I've lost some of my competitiveness is because I've just lost the desire to have to beat somebody because I'm afraid of what I might do. And I know my past and how ugly it was. And so I've tried to avoid that and, and at all costs. And I've lost some of that competitiveness. So that's that I why you don't to want to go bowling with me. No, I would never compete against you. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> give me give me a break. What does Ephesians 4 32 say? I don't know. Be kind I... and compassionate to one another, <laughs> forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. So wow.
1: that's a good lesson, right there.
0: Let's not let's not try to compete against them. Let's just be kind and compassionate with them. That Paul guy was pretty smart. Oh man, we must remember. Yes, he was. We must remember that not yet Christians are not the enemy. We are called to move into their culture with a compassion, not as a warrior wanting to okay. conquer. I love that.
1: Not yet, Christians. See, that's the optimistic point of view. I love it. I love it. Have you ever been in a conversation in which you felt you couldn't get a word in edgewise? Yeah, I do that sometimes. Sorry. And and that spotlight never seemed to shift off the person who was talking. We've all been there. We've all had conversations with those people. They're usually not a person you want to talk to most often. James 119 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger.
0: There's some people you call and then you you know where the conversation's calling, or if they call you, you already know that they're gonna be talking a thousand million miles a minute and you're not gonna talk a few words. Thousand <laughs> million miles. Whatever. A minute. That was good. So <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, don't do that. That would be a billion miles a minute. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, I mean, if this is us, we must be careful to listen more, talk less and love more. Yes. Our conversation should not be monologues in which we end up talking to ourselves, (laughs) but encouraging (laughs) to the point of piercing to the heart of others. So just ask questions, love them, care about people more than yourself. And, And naturally, what will end up happening is they're going to want to know about you too. So, all right. Their, their
1: story, our story. That's his it. story. Yeah. Huh? All right. That's one it. last one. The secret to being interesting in a conversation is to be interested. That is so good. Philippians, Philippians two four says encourages us to look not only to our own interest, but also to the interest of others. So, you know, how many times you've been in a conversation with somebody and you can tell they're just waiting for their turn to kind of to say their piece, right. Or to win, to win the argument or whatever. They're not really
0: listening to you. You want to, you want to engage somebody, be interested in what they're saying. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the, we're sharing this stuff with everybody is because a lot of times the churches are not sharing this with you and um, I'm, the healthy churches do. I mean, I'm sure there's pastors out there that are doing this and sharing with their congregation, how to create God moments for people and how to put themselves in a position. And I know that, But there's also a lot of churches out there that are not, and there's a lot of untruths out there. And and the truth of the matter that we are trying to share with people is that God wants us to be interested in people that are not like us. He wants us to love people that are hurting and that are in pain. And he wants us to accept his truth that he came for the sick and not the healthy. And the secret is that we need to be about our father's business and if our mindset is about ourselves and our mindset is about what we feel or what we want or what we think, we are not going to be used by God and we are not going to be an example to the world and we're going to do things in an awkward way. And, I, and, and we can be a Christian, a stuck up Christian and, and act like we have it all together and go out and witness. And I'm telling you, don't do it because you're just you're creating a worse off um i i tell people this all the time listen if you're not if you're not serious about surrendering your life to jesus do that stop playing religion and just stop going to church i mean what why are you going you're just giving everybody a black eye you're being you're a you're a hypocrite time stand we're all hypocrites but i mean it's like you're just you're it's just stupid it if you've experienced the love of god it's just it's so transforming and and it's like how do you not want to love other people? I mean, we say this all the time, but I don't know how else to put it into words. Jesus <laughs> Jesus is the best ever, best thing that's ever happened in my life. And amen. I can't stop talking about him. So just shut up, <laughs> love others more. And and it's just the title of our show, just, shut up <laughs> and love others more. Maybe we should. Who knows? <laughs> Creating God conversations. Shut up and love others more. All right. Well, let's pray. And if you've uh you want to give your life to the Lord, or even just repent, or if God has convicted you here, um, just share with him what he's saying to you and just repent. And, you know, maybe you've fallen short. Maybe you have old school religion in you. Maybe you've done some of these things in the past and, and it just has not worked. Um, and maybe God has been sharing with you that it's time for you to just start building relationships and actually put yourself in vulnerable positions to, to be real and raw with people and to go to the, where they're at. Um, I confess, you know, and you hear this, anybody has listened to me. And that was, I confess often, um, but I confess that I don't have many non-Christian friends and uh, Bob has a lot more than I do. And I, he's put himself in a position through work and other things. But I, I pray through bowling, too. I just pray that God, I, I need to have more non-Christian friends. So um, pray for that. People ask God to convict you there and, and help you and more than anything else care about him. And uh, so, if you need to repent and you need to do that, just be real with God today and just do that. If you haven't given your life to the Lord, you can. I love what Barry does. He says, Do the ABCs. You know, you have to acknowledge that you need Him. You have to believe in Jesus Christ, that He died on the cross for us, and you have to confess it, confess your sins. And um, if that's you, just do that now and just pray in your heart. So, dear Jesus, come into my heart right now. And I just pray that you would forgive me of my sins. I pray that uh, I repent of them and I pray that you would change me Lord from the inside out and that you would transform my life and God that you would give me a heart to love people the way that you love them that you would help me be able to see people the way that you see them and and God I do want to be a light to the darkness in this world I do want to be a voice and to reach people and uh, Lord you've given me gifts and talents to be used for that and so I choose thou to Lord to do that and so forgive me God and bless me and help me. And I give you my life now in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. And uh, if you give that to your life, every angel in heaven is rejoicing and they're happy and God's rejoicing. And Bob, what can they, how can they, how can they get a hold of well, us? Well,
1: first of all, I'd love it. If you'd go to our website, riotpodcast.co.co, just like it says on Pete's shirt there, if you're watching us on YouTube and uh, go, go to the know God tab and uh, check us out there. Let us know uh, that, that you've made that decision to have make Jesus the Lord of your life. And uh, share that with us. Also, go to our social media. Platforms. You can go to the Raya podcast at Facebook and on Twitter. Like, share, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, I said share, but man, send this to somebody you think might be interested. Not to say, hey, you got to listen to this. Yeah. But you know, here's a way you could do it. Just send it to a friend or coworker and say, hey, I listened to this. Would you listen to it? So we can uh, kind of, I'd like to talk through it. I, I, you know, I'd like to have a discussion on that. I need someone to talk to. What a great way to just open up the opportunity to share the podcast with somebody that that uh, you think may be interested in, in hearing it so we uh man Pete what a great opportunity to talk about opening up opportunities uh to talk it just I love uh kind of the picture you gave us of you know the old school versus the, yeah. the old school so it's not the new school it's the way Jesus would do it yeah. So it's actually older school yeah but That's you good. know instead of doing you know that religious thing because we yeah. know religion sucks, Let's do it like Jesus would do it or how Jesus would have us do it even more importantly. So guys have an amazing week of worship. Thank you for listening. Can't wait to talk
0: to you again next week. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you as you look for opportunities to be able to be a light in the darkness and be blessed. This has been the riot podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.